Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. And uh, today, guys, I've got a really great treat for us. We are joined by a rock star from the software as a service industry, the uh, founder of the High Level CRM, Mr. Sean Clark himself. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you, first off, for taking time out to hang out with us today, man. You've got an incredible product and you've got an incredible story. So thank you for being here. Um, for those of us that, that don't know who you are, just give us a real quick thousand overview, a thousand foot overview, sorry, of, uh, of who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So yeah, my name is Sean. Um, I co-founded along with two other people, a, a company called High Level, and it is basically an all-in-one CRM marketing automation, <laughs> calendaring, scheduling, booking, website building, you name it, <laughs> run your business online. <laughs> kind of all-in-one software platform. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the quick two-second byline. It was, you know, I, I go on and I, I do background research in, in all, of, uh, all of my interviews. And I didn't know where to start with this one because when, when I go to the <laughs> website on high level, what you just listed off there was just a barrage of things. And I'm like, how can one software do so much stuff? Um, like, I didn't even know how to introduce high level. Now, it's been introduced <laughs> to me. I don't know how to do it either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been introduced to me by my friends in the business. I am actively shopping for a CRM, and I have um, I have different CRMs that I've used in the past. I've just transitioned out of a full time real estate career into full-time consulting and, and, and podcasting broadcasting stuff so i'm actually actively looking for crm and i looked at yours and i was like man I, i've got to talk to this guy because your product and again i'm not i'm not trying to sell your crm here for you but when i jump on the website the amount of integrations that your product does um like can i ask can, can we go back to how you got the idea to start putting all this together because you've you've got CRM, you've got sales funnels, you've got website builders, you've got surveys, emails, everything down to integrating with with phone systems, reputation management. Dude, like where did you even start putting this together? Yeah, sure. So um, we started off with, so there were originally just two co-founders, myself and one other uh, guy named Varun. Mm -hmm. And we had about a thousand small businesses from my prior SaaS company called Invoice Sherpa. And we were basically talking to them and they said, hey, you know, we want a system to help us get more customers. And so we started with something really basic. It was just reputation management and two-way SMS texting. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting a customer in uh, that also ended up having a marketing agency and that marketing agency called us and said, hey, would you guys kind of show us the product? We're interested in kind of what you're doing for our customer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking it was kind of a waste of my time, but we got on the call anyways. And it turned out that actually was my our, our current third co-founder, um, Robin. And, you know, what he sort of opened our eyes to is first, small businesses don't make themselves successful trying to do their own marketing. Mm -hmm. They really are great at something, right? They come to the world not as marketers, but as plumbers or electricians or dentists or uh, yeah, wealth advisors or who the heck knows, right? Mm -hmm. But the ones that really succeed t tend to have a marketing agency or somebody behind the scenes who helps them market. Mm -hmm. 
And Absolutely. from there, we sort of pulled that thread. And what we realized is not only that, but if you think about the way the world is aligned today, all these other systems are sort of bent on selling to the small business. Mm -hmm. And so what they're really in effect at some level having to do is ring up that small business owner and ask their opinion on things they think need to be built for them or they're opinionating it on their own. Right. So we sort of took the, a different track, which is we sort of said, all right, if the experts in the room are the marketers, what the heck do they think we should that should be out there? <laughs> and we really just talked to them and, and we realized that, you know, the feature set first and foremost is 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 important. So we let them we let our customers define our feature set. And then in those features, you know, what what truly makes a great funnel builder or what truly makes a great CRM? These are the things that we really focused on for learning from the marketers. And that's kind of how we got where we are today and kind of where where we've been able, you know, how we've been able to evolve the product so quickly. It's it's build the feature, but only build the parts of the feature that matter to the marketer, not the stuff that a small business owner might tell you is important. Mm. See, I, I never thought of it that way. So in essence, you're taking the people that are helping to create the market for the small business and you're making their job easier rather than rather than going straight to the small business owner, you're you're going to the agencies themselves, right? Absolutely. So, so you know, that's that's it. Why Man, this is this is a this is a baby question. Okay, please don't please don't hate me for this. Um, when <laughs> I when I deal with clients and when I I talk to clients as a consultant, um, a lot of small business owners uh, still run things off of a piece of paper. Um, there's very few oh. of them actually have CRMs until they get to a, a level where they're, they're they're drowning and they're drowning in papers. Yeah, so totally what is it that a CRM does for a small business? And why is it important for guys in the audience listening to, to get on board with a software that can that can help them? Yeah, so I think that, you know, most business, small businesses would say that they have a lead problem. You know, mm -hmm. they would say, I need more leads. I need, you know, I need to get, you know, in order to get more customers. But right. most of the time, they're just lying to themselves. What mm -hmm. they have is they have a nurture problem. They have a follow-up problem. And in fact, the very first feature we ever came out with was exactly that. So all of these marketers and small businesses have these leads pouring in. So first of all, where do you organize them and keep them? That's really all a CRM is. It's just I hate to break it to you. It's it's just it's an Excel <laughs> an Excel spreadsheet, um, you know, on the web. But yeah, from there, absolutely. this is where things really start to break down. So most small businesses go call them, register on their website, whatever, and 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 start a five minute timer. And the number of businesses that get back to you after that is close to zero. Mm -hmm. And it, it gets even worse for the businesses that run ads. Um, here you have somebody paying for something to, to appear on the internet and they're paying for you to click on it, paying for you to fill out the form, and then they don't get back to you in five minutes. And that is exactly where all leads go to die. Now, um, and so- So what, what percentage would you say is the difference in in, in closing uh, a sale if a lead is called within five minutes as opposed to if a lead is just called? Yeah, when so a this is not my, this it. is not my opinion. This is just this is just facts and data. So that so MIT went out and did a study, and you see that as you march away from five minutes, you you, you lose about eighty percent of the likelihood of close mm -hmm. right at that five minute mark, and and it and it doesn't go down linear linearly from there. It's it's a logarithmic equation, so it, it literally goes down stratospherically. As you walk away, because fundamentally, and I always, you know, it's funny because you had sort of almost every market is competitive by nature, mm -hmm. but even in the ones that are not competitive. So let's imagine you sell the one, the thing that everyone wants, and you're the only person that sells it, and you have no competition for, mm -hmm. for that item. 
you're still in competition for my time, right? Absolutely, I have other yeah. things I've got to do today. I've got other people trying to get my attention. And if you don't get back to me in that moment, in that window, you're going to lose that sale. I don't care if you're the only sole seller of that thing, which is, by the way, almost never the case. And even if you have you have that version, the likelihood I couldn't use some other version from someone else is pretty much zero. But all that to say, even if you, I am intent on buying just your thing, even you have there, you have to compete with my my headspace and my time. Mm -hmm. So as, as a business owner that's paying for leads, am I correct in saying that I'm just burning money if I'm not contacting those leads within the first five minutes? Absolutely. That's just super obvious. And so how do you... <laughs> I and know, yet super I'm, I'm trying to give you and yet, and, yet and, and yet super common. No, no, no but here's yeah. the funny part about it. I mean, it's super common. It's sort of like, you know, I'll, it's a little adage, you know, like if you ever ask a business owner, like uh, let's say like just your local average business owner about Google AdWords, you'd be like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, have you, you know, Google AdWords work? Oh no, those things are terrible. They don't work, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wait, but hold on. Doesn't Google year after year after year make all its money on mm -hmm. AdWords? Oh yeah. Hmm. I wonder why that is. It's because they do work bonehead. It's just that you don't know how to work them. It's, you don't know how to, you don't know how to write the ad. Yep. You don't know how to match the copy on the landing page. Heck, you don't even know where landing pages, but if you did, you don't know how to match the copy with the ad. You don't know how to create a call to action. And this is the point, right? This yeah. is where this, where marketing becomes a vocation and not a side gig. And this is why small business owners have such trouble with it and why they should work with someone who knows what they're doing. Because when you follow all those steps down, let me tell you, AdWords crushes it if you're in a local business in any market and you and you buy those ads because it, that's it does. what shows up at the top and that's where people search for local businesses, yeah, the, period, the, stop. The people that use AdWords are looking for a specific solution <laughs> to their problem. That's what they're doing. They're right. looking for it. I mean, that's right. That's what Google is, right? I mean, it's the most... It's the it's funny because you know there are lots of other ad platforms and they work great, but there's no place where people like type in their desires more mm -hmm. than in Google. And if that desire is you know um, broken water heater, you better show up if that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. And then the faster you can turn them. But here's the funny part, right? So this is where things still break down because you know um, if you capture if you do all that right and you have the landing page and the ad is great and the call to action is wonderful and you get the lead. That's not where you stop because ultimately you've just gotten a lead and you've got to turn that lead into a sale. And it's mm -hmm. the nurture process. It's that get to them in five minutes, get them booked on a call. And the reality is, is that all of this can be automated today, right? It's just most business owners don't know it. If they do, they don't know how to set it up. All, all of those things are getting in the way. So how do you automate it then? Let's let's say, for example, because you know my audience is a, a lot of small business owners and there's a lot of guys in sure. there. They, they may have a CRM, but but typically it's a bit of a mess, right? So sure, yes. Let's let's say I'm starting out with, with Go High Level. What are the first steps that I yeah. take and, and what does that automation process look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if, so the, the easiest way to get value, this is, this is the first feature we started with. It's still my favorite feature and always will be, you know, when that lead comes in, They've come in off an offer. Like, no, th this is what's actually really positive for us. If these leads were coming in to chit chat or talk about the weather, boy, would that be a lot harder, but they're not. They're coming in for a solution to a specific problem. Now, the good news is for almost every business, it ends up in some kind of appointment. So that means I'm coming to you, mm -hmm. you're coming to me, or meeting in the middle here on a call like this, period. So what, we, what do we need to do? We need to book an appointment. So what we, what we do is we say, when the lead comes in, and this is where SMS just crushes it. You just text them out. Hey, first name. This is Bob at Bob's Plumbing. Yep. Um, I saw that you were interested in getting a, your water heater fixed. It and is now a good time to book an estimate appointment. 
it's yes or no question. So it's very important. Human beings, yeah. we're really good at yes or no's. We suck at anything else outside of that. Like, <laughs> in fact, just run up to someone on the street today randomly and just say, listen, is your favorite color red? And their brain, without their permission, will, will force that answer to the front of their brain. They will almost blurt out the answer, even uncommanded. But if you run up to them and say, tell me about a time when you had a great time on a vacation, like it just <laughs> utter meltdown will occur. And they just won't be able to, you know what I mean? There's a huge I, I difference. Yes, this, how direct you are right? in questioning, yeah. It's, it's, it's psychology. And so anyway, do you want to book an appointment? Well, of course they want to book an appointment. That's why they fill out the silly lead form to begin with. So what are they going to do? They're going to text back, sure, that'd be great. And now to, in today's world, we already have AI and machine learning that knows, sure, that'd be great is a yes. And then so let me just wait for them to text back. We test to see whether it's a positive response, which is very easy to do. And then we text back, great, here's a link to my calendar. Grab a time that works for you. And boom, there you go. You just took your lead, you turn them into a booked appointment. And now every plumber worth their salt knows what the heck to do with that. If they don't, they're broke, they should quit. They should go oh, work yeah. for somebody else. But if, if at their, that point you have a booked appointment on the calendar, and of course you can have appointment reminders and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and detail, detail, and yada, yada, yada. But the point is you took a lead from a moment of interest mm -hmm. to a moment of confirmation through a nurture process that was automated. And the reason you're gonna win is because you're fast on the draw. Because mm -hmm. don't worry, that same person who has that same need is looking into at least two of your competitors at the same time. And the way you're gonna win is speed to lead every time. That's it. And all that was automated. You didn't have to sit there and watch your phone and say, oh, leads come in, let me text him real quick. No, hell no. And in fact, if you do that, you're gonna lose because I hate to break it to you, you're you're slow. So um, even you're slow because you're busy. You're out there, you're actually putting that water heater in at somebody else's house, somewhere else down the road that you've already committed to. And that's the point. And you know, you can say, well, yeah, but I've got that front desk person. Sorry, that front desk person is already busy because you've already loaded them up with a thousand other things to do, right? Mm -hmm. On and on and on. And fact of the matter is, people don't want to, people just want to do a simple task. They want to, they want to get that check mark in their brain of, hey, I've figured out how to solve this problem. I've taken a step there. I'm done with this. And now you can wait for the estimate appointment. It's a beautiful thing. Man, so, you know, why doesn't every small business owner use this? Or are we just not, we're just not quite there with the world domination? We're getting there. Because, um. I mean, this just <laughs> seems, um, you know, I would say it's too good to be true, but everybody that I know that's, that's used this product sends referrals for it. And just doing my homework on you guys, um, it seems like this is, this is like a, uh, um, you remember when ClickFunnels came out? There was nothing like it. Yeah. This seems like one of those. This seems like an absolute industry changer, you know? Um, well, like, how did you- uh, We have half a, mil half a million small businesses on the platform today um, through our marketing agencies that we work with. And I think this is where things get interesting. So I think that as you grow and evolve as a small business, and I think this, I think that there's a lot of good t tangential concepts here. like. Accounting, you know, mm -hmm. when you first get into business, do you do your own taxes? Probably. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Yeah. Um, do you do you do a good job at them? No, you never do. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually you get to the point where either you get fined by the tax authority because you screwed it up and now you realize you should change or you just realize it's over your head and you move it out. Well, this, but I'll tell you, you do that. It's so funny because you do that to get away from the pain of doing it. And what do you get out of it? You just get like the thing done that you needed. It's like not even that exciting, right? It's it's a, right. it's an aspirin, it's not a crayon, as 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 the analogy goes. And um, but when you do marketing, and this is where I think I think a lot of small business owners could get to step one on a lot of this stuff, and maybe they should. But 
after that, at some point, give, giving it to someone who has a proven track record in helping businesses like yours really do great. I mean, you're just a fool not to, because how are you going to expand and grow your own business if you're not if you're doing everything yourself, right? Oh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's part of what we teach is is time management and assigning different tasks to different different levels of, of finances. But man, you guys have like really knocked it out of the park. I'm like just it, it's incredible the way everything integrates around your your socials, your funnels, your ad platforms, like even down to your payment processing. Everything's just all in one spot. So I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, we, yeah we, we focused. We focused on the items. The other thing I think is we focused on the items that make businesses money, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, it, it, everyone is as exciting as it is to get a cooler management product for your business. Mm -hmm. I think it's much. Everyone wants the same thing. They want more customers. And there's yeah. the nice thing is there's lots of easy ways to do it. So we focused on those features first. So what way did you find those features? Were you actively uh, polling your audience? Were you discussing things yes. with your target market? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we stole all of our ideas from our customers um, with, with, with pleasure. And that's exactly how we roll. So we have a public ideas list to our customer base mm -hmm. where they put ideas up, they vote them up, and we literally just divide them into categories. And then we have product management teams that look at those specific categories and just pull pull from that list and go down that list. And we implement exactly in the order that the, our customers ask us to. And that has led us to exactly where we are today. Because what we know is partnering with the right people, they know what they need, right? And they know mm -hmm. the way in which they need it. Um, and if you just listen to your customer, I mean, it's amazing what can happen. I love that. I love the fact that you've just come out and, and, and validated that. Like so many people overlook the fact that they they try to make the product they want instead of making the product that the marketplace <laughs> right. needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we're not marketers. So no. you know, we're, we don't know what we're doing, and and we're happy about <laughs> it. Um, but we are really good software engineers, and and we definitely know what we're doing there. Yeah, and I think sure. what we do is we see our customers as partners, not as customers. I mean, we really do see them as. The professionals that we serve, we feel like we wake up every day to serve them. And so why would we not want to listen to them? You know, yes. um, you know, it's it's certainly about finding the smarter version of, of, of that category. I mean, there's certainly people who have been marketing for five minutes who you don't want to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some challenges there for sure. But the nice thing about the voting is it tends to weed all that out because, yeah. you know, invariably the, the, good, the good ideas rise to the top. And, you know, I noticed that you put serving and listening as two of the absolute core components of building that successful business. Um, a lot of business owners go into it to make money without thinking about serving to their, their, their clients and listening to their clients. So like, it just, it, it blows me away that you've, you've like, obviously, I don't know the way to, to end that statement. It's just, it, it's so refreshing to actually hear somebody put service first and to see the, the results of serving a, a client base with a need uh, firsthand as you've built a, a freaking CRM now with half a million paid users, man. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know how anybody else does it, to be quite frank, um, <laughs> because I think, well, I mean, it, it, if you're trying to sell to someone and you hopefully that really means you're trying to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to make their lives better, you, you really ought to understand, you know, their challenges and the things that you can do to help them. Because obviously, hopefully you have a skill that is really gonna change their lives and and that's awesome, but you've gotta have an understanding um, or at least an appreciation for um, the way in which you could go best about helping them. And I think that's yeah. maybe the position that is missing 
in a lot of other software companies. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the fact that you guys put service first. Um, I had a question about your affiliate program. Now, I mm-hmm. noticed digging around on your website that you have affiliate programs for people to send new Absolutely. clients. Uh, to help Absolutely. grow your business. I'd like to touch on that and, and how using affiliates uh, to grow your business has helped to increase your user base. How's that affiliate program affected you? Oh, I mean, you couldn't couldn't think of a better method. Um, this is actually the best method on the planet Earth uh, that no one is using, at least not in not in large not not in the large numbers. I'm, not I'm the way pitch, it should. I'm pitching you these so you can just smash them. You know, I love oh, the fact cool. you've no, used no, affiliates. Please do, please do. Yeah. So, an, an affiliate program is just a name. I, I think of it more of as a referral program. Mm-hmm. And this is where um, you know the way we think about it is simple. Like if we have. We could go out and spend money hiring salespeople, knocking on doors, sending tchotchke over the mail to get your attention and all this other garbage. But at some point, it, it's better if our customers tell other potential customers about us. Mm-hmm. That's how we're gonna. That's how we win. Because again, it's 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 great. It's it's the combination of the of the in market experience and the tools meeting mm-hmm. simultaneously. So it's not just saying, "Hey, have you seen these new fancy tools?" It's like, "Yeah, but what do you do with those?" Oh, well, and then yeah. you know, if it's a sales guy. Oh, I don't do anything with them. Hold on, let me look at my script here and tell you what I'm supposed to say, which is stupid, right? Yeah. Versus if you're talking to someone you know, first mm-hmm. of all, you already probably know, like, and trust them, which is great. Yeah. And then if they say, yeah, you see these fancy tools and you say, what the heck are you using them for? They can say, well, actually, let me show you. And literally they're going to show you something that is very close to what you probably already already are doing mm-hmm. or better yet, something you want to do. And now you can see that you can do with these tools And then, so that gives you some faith. And then invariably, let's say down the road, you're like, oh, wait, how do you set that up? You know who to go talk to. It's the person that recommended you. And for all that effort and time and energy that that individual is going to go out and do, um, we think it's just ridiculously terrible not to compensate them for that Mm -hmm. um, because they are really doing a lot of work there. And so that's exactly what the affiliate program was for. It's, hey, we want you to recommend us to your friends. And if you do so, we're happy to compensate you for doing so. Man, you know, I think there was... um no fewer than about 15 people when i when i made a thread a few weeks ago looking for specifics um it was just gohighlevel.com like bang 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 bang. everybody everybody that i knew and that i trusted was referring you guys from word of mouth from using the products themselves and saying and none of them dropped an affiliate link none of them were like you know go click sign up under me everybody was pleased to promote your product which says to me that first off you solve people's problems and then you serve them and then you sell to them like i mean it just that's right the amount of goodwill that you've managed to create in the marketplace is just it's staggering and you know now i'm probably gonna buy go high level you know (laughs) (laughs) well you know ultimately we hope what we hope we're doing in all honesty is is just going about something in the most honest way possible and trying to do it in a different way Mm -hmm. so you know, we don't think of any of our features that we deliver as being stupendously something people have never seen before. That's not our play. I think it's about doing it in a way that's community driven um, and that rewards everyone in the community specifically. You know, the way we keep thinking about it is, you know, we want to build a $10 billion revenue business. But to us, that means we want to build a business where $9 billion is going into the pockets of our customers mm-hmm. by selling the software directly to small businesses through affiliate and referral commissions, and a and billion dollars is going to us. And yeah. truly, that's the mission that we're on, because we feel like if we can do that, we can help make the world a better place fundamentally for our customers directly. And honestly, for their customers as well, the small businesses who we've always wanted to serve from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so no one's really losing in this equation, which is what we love about it, right? Um, we, they're just, the, the agency wins, we win, the, the small business wins. I mean, there, there's no one losing in the equation. So I just think we're doing something different and that's what the, the kind of the mission we're on. Yeah, dude, I, I love every part of it, um, especially the revenue sharing, especially the giving back, what you set up with the 90-10 oh, yeah. split. Because, you know, once a business scales past a certain point, the the, the growth is exponential, but the expenses stay fairly linear. So, like, I, I love the fact that you're the setup to, to give back. Um, Sean, can we dig into your history a little bit? Um Fire away. <laughs> what was life? What was life like before Go High Level? How many How many businesses have you been involved in as an entrepreneur? And uh, how did you get into entrepreneurship? Gosh, uh, <laughs> let's see. If we, go, if we go back far enough. I guess my first official one was building websites for people when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose I got into entrepreneurship because I uh, single child only. Uh, uh, a single child, a single mom. And I watched who had a college education in mechanical engineer, very smart woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched how much a little, how little control she had over her own day to day and mm-hmm. how, you know, through when the economy was bad, she could get laid off, even if there was not, you know, n- nothing she had done wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and f- fundamentally, I felt like that was a pretty raw deal for somebody who you know, showed up every day, worked really hard, had all the education they were supposed to have, like just couldn't figure out anything there that she should have been doing better. And so um, certainly spending lots of time commuting, going to work, all that stuff. And so I thought, well, that sucks. How can I, how can I not have that same fate? And so entrepreneurship seemed like the right angle. Mm-hmm. Um, started off doing websites, like I said, and um, eventually uh, really first business was uh, I dropped out of college to start a business with a guy. Uh, it was really, it was an answering service. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grew it to 400 employees in the United States, 200 employees in India. Wow. So quite a large, uh, yeah, 5,000 small businesses nationwide. So that, but that was 12 years, that, 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 that one sentence took me, I think it was 12 years, <laughs> seven days a week. Yeah. Um, so quite a ways, so, um, after that business, I started invoice Sherpa, um, the sole founder, um, sole employee built that to about a thousand small businesses, mm-hmm. um, learned a lot of lessons along the way, got acquired by a Canadian payments company and then started high level. Man, did anything go wrong along the way? Um, I, I try to stuff. give- Constant failure. <laughs> um, well, I, you, but you, it's like it's like when you go, but it's like when you come back from Vegas, right? You never, you know, you talk about your wins, you don't talk about your losses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, with my, my first answering service business, I fundamentally left that business with um, no equity and no payout. So, um, that was 12 years of, um, to result in effectively zero. Mm -hmm. Um, I started over from scratch at Invoice Sherpa. I, um, uh, it took four years to get where I I went. I sold it probably for half of what I could have. I didn't charge enough along the way. I cornered myself into a situation where I couldn't, I basically couldn't do anything. I was frozen because I was Mm -hmm. doing customer service and I was doing programming. I was doing everything because I wasn't charging enough. Um, after that, we went on, before we got to high level, we actually did um, Invoice Ready, which was a mobile invoicing app that failed, um, although it's still technically on the apps market. Mm-hmm. Um, we then went out and created Service Pro Max, which was an entire field management software solution. It took us six months to build it for field service companies, only for them to say, yeah, we've seen that, but can you find us something to give us new customers? And mm-hmm. um, and then we started high level initially and sold it to directly to small businesses, only to find that Despite loving the demo, despite loving 
um, everything about it would, would cancel after two weeks because they couldn't figure out how to to learn it and put time into it to figure, to put it into their business, despite mm-hmm. knowing that it was super important for them. So yeah, um, yeah. Th- th- those were some incredibly scary moments all the way through. It's essentially, it's almost like a small business would have to hire a staff member to run it. So it makes sense to sell it to marketing agencies and consultants that are going to help them with that setup. That, that really bridges Precisely. the gap there. Man, thank you. And all the ancillary services to go with it, by the way. Right. Dude. That's that- the other piece that I think people kind of, gloss over, but that are very important. I mean, invariably, what, what people need to realize is sell the whole, not the drill, right? Businesses yeah. want outcomes. They don't mm-hmm. want inputs. And this is where it's funny. We talk a lot about software, but when when I when I talk to people about how to sell at high level, I say, please, whatever you do, do not talk about features. Because the problem is you, you, you're going to get into a debate about something that, quite frankly, you're probably not qualified to debate on. Mm-hmm. And the person you're debating on is Absolutely not qualified to debate on. So you're it's just like a lose-lose. And and so ultimately it's better for you to be like, hey, would you like more customers? Because that's that everyone can say yes to that. In fact, Mm -hmm. I met some guys who sell the heck out of high level at our uh, recent Dallas event, and they never mention it. Um, they just talk about giving you a thousand leads into your account every month, and then they just quote unquote give the software away for free, but they're not really doing that. But then they never get pushback because then when people say, Oh well, what about this CRM or that CRM? You're like, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. You don't, you can keep using that. Well, but we're just, we're just selling you leads. You see, mm-hmm. and invariably, what they find is that creates an adoption mechanism, so that when people, so people don't feel like they're paying for something, they use it, they love yeah, it, and then yeah. down the line, they can actually upsell them into it, um, and they sell the heck out of it. Wow, that sounds like a really, really good system. I know. I, I was blown away. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get around those guys and uh, and start learning from them because uh, not only do I, well, this this is weird. It wasn't supposed to be a sales call at all, but I I I feel like I need to buy this software, and I also feel like I need to set up as an affiliate of it. I think I could think of three clients of mine right off the top of my head could 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 use it immediately. Yeah, I mean the reality is there's no there, the, it's the, the the nice thing about our feature set is there's not a single business on the planet that shouldn't run it mm-hmm. uh, in some form or fashion, right? And again, what I think is what, what makes us different, special is in comparison to other people, we're simply saying, listen, if you choose us, you you, you can make a lot more money because we're willing to share. <laughs> um, that's why yeah. we, we allow you to white label it. I mean, the, we haven't talked about that. I mean, the white label piece is huge, right? Okay. We don't want our brand out front. Let's go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every other, every other software platform out there has a partner program or whatever. What they really mean by that is We'll let you sell our stuff to your customers and we'll let and we'll and we'll take the credit. And down the road, you know, if if you lose them as a client, too bad for you, but we're gonna retain them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I really think that does is it misaligns, it misaligns the motivations. And what invariably happens here, and it's it's sad and, and it, but yet so crazy, the marketer will go in and take that, that system and and work the heck out of it. And they'll make it, it it'll make that thing just fly. And then the business owner will look at the amount they're paying for the for the software, and then they look at the amount they're paying for the human being, and they'll implicitly assume that the software is doing all the work. And oh, by the way, isn't it bonus price? It's cheaper. Yeah. So they'll cut the human being and they'll keep the product, and then only to find it, it the, the the six months later, as the as the as the magic wears off, right? This mm-hmm. system that they have is no longer doing what it is that they're that they expected it to do. But at that point. They're committed. They've signed a year-long contract. They've gotten all kinds of things going, and then that marketer is long gone. And now mm-hmm. they don't want to go back to that person and say, "You know, we realize we're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> we're going to hire you back. 
Mm-hmm. are bad because it's psychology right nobody yeah. nobody wants to do that and so we've changed the game we've 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 realigned it the white label is key because now you're not buying my software you're buying from the marketer whatever mm-hmm. they want to call it however they want to put it and so then if they lose that client we lose that client right. so now our interests are fully aligned right incredibly mm-hmm. important stuff dude that, that makes a lot of sense um man so so now i gotta look at white labeling the crm to my clients yeah absolutely you should and that's the way we'd prefer it because again we don't want to talk i mean no offense to anybody on this call who's a plumber or a lawyer or whatever you're awesome at what you do mm-hmm. you're just not awesome at marketing right um, right so your target market is is the agencies and then the agencies well, propagate well, yeah, it out to well because clients. well because actually if we're really if we're really going to talk about this i think lots of other software products are just being disingenuous they're sort of lying to you right, right. um and you know it, it'd sort of be like you know, if you if you could go out there and buy an airplane today mm-hmm. without a pilot's license, there'd be a lot. If there was a law that that was in place to let you do that, lots of people would tell you airplane. The problem is a lot of people would crash and kill themselves a lot because they actually need some skills in order to fly an airplane. I, they, I, I'm just yeah. assuming they complain the airplane right? didn't work. This airplane didn't right, fly. Right, exactly. But yeah. but that's the point. And and now the, the the reason that's not done is because there are catastrophic consequences. But in this case, the software vendors are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're telling the business owner, "Oh, just buy the software, buy the tool. Mm-hmm. Sort of like buy the hammer, buy the saw, buy, you know, buy the nails. You can build a house." Like, no, you can't. Right? No, you're <laughs> wrong, right. Buddy. You're absolutely Sorry. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It'd be like, yeah. I mean, it, there's lots of places. And look, all these business owners. The ironic part about it is they understand this in their own way. You know, there's a million YouTube videos that'll try to teach me to replace mm-hmm. my own water heater or, or, yeah. or, make, or, or sue somebody or, you know, you know, do my own dental work. I don't know. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there who will disingenuously try to tell me that I can do the thing that these experts do every day. And all of that is nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, things are sufficiently complex such that there's an industry for them. There's a reason. It's because mm-hmm. practice and experience really drive great outcomes. And fundamentally, it's the same thing for marketing. And this yeah. is why if you know, we want people to play their positions because we know that if they do, they will do they will do well. And in fact, large businesses, why are they large? What do they do? What's so different about them? It's specialization within the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, enterprises are enterprises because when they adopt the sales and marketing platform, there's a staff, there's one to many people who that's all they do. Their yeah. whole job yeah. is to learn that stupid piece of software and run it in the organization. But that's the point. It gives them a lot of benefit. And there are mm-hmm. lots of other people in the organization who don't run that software, but if they have a question or they need they need of that of that tool, there's an expert in house. Well, for a small business owner, an external consultant or marketing agency is the absolute right answer for that same effect. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's uh, I think it's really really cool. Um, let me ask you this before we before we move too far. What is the biggest challenge that you feel like you guys are facing uh, as we go into the next year, as we go into 2023? What are some of the challenges that you guys are looking at that you're trying to overcome? I'd say hiring is our biggest challenge. Hiring Mm -hmm. fast enough, um, hiring quality enough. um, Yeah, hiring for sure, across the board. Man, there's some, uh, and I don't mean any anything wrong by this but this man there's a lot of talent coming into the tech space this week oh no i'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that <laughs> yeah no, no, no. We're, we're gonna take we're gonna take full advantage of this um we're, <laughs> we're gearing up hardcore to to to, to go out and find yeah, some that, great people from, you know, from you know on the other side of that equation that's got to be pretty exciting for you guys to, to see that level of talent pool starting to open up a little bit and, and people looking for other opportunities absolutely and you know we're we've we've always been remote we were remote pre-covid 
Um, and I love the fact that people are making the stupid mistake of trying to pull people back in again. Yeah. Uh, it's going to really continue to open up a lot of, of, of that lane for us. I was actually scared that people might get onto this idea that remote is amazing because it is. Um, but really the great is. thing is old yeah. companies can't change, right? So um, we're gonna we're gonna continue to pull people in because during the you know during the pandemic, lots of people even left their cities, right? They, they mm -hmm. said, oh well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stay in this high rent you know, expensive yeah. place anymore because there's no reason I'm going to move out. Well, they've mm -hmm. moved out and they don't want to move back because they like the fact that they don't have yeah. to commute. They like the lower cost. They like the less congestion, all that stuff. Right. So now what, but they need a job. So now mm -hmm. we're going to be able to pick a lot of those people up because they don't want to, they don't want to sell their house and move back into the yeah, city. They're, they're done with all. That sounds awesome. I'm a huge proponent of just letting the market decide. If you, yep. if you want to institute office hours, I get to choose whether or not to come work for you. Like, I mean, yeah. just let the market decide, let the talent decide, let let the people get paid what they're worth at, at whatever job they want to go to, man. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, all this stuff that's going on with, with, with canceling and with different opinions and stuff, I think that by letting the market decide and letting people talk, um, I think it's ultimately, it's it's the way to go. And, and now look at you, you're going to be attracting some of the top level technology talent in the industry purely because yep. you, you've you've adapted to the fact that, hey, um, people can work remotely. Like, you know, most of everything I do is is remote. Like it's maybe once a month we get out of the office and, and, and go somewhere. And we're, do we're doing it, at, we're, we're doing it at, at a scale of 300 people today. And we're, we're doing it not just in one city, we're doing it worldwide. I mean, we're in lots of time zones, we're in lots of countries. Um, you know, many of us have never met each other. Many of us may never meet each other. Um, but it, it but it still works and it works really well. Dude, that's incredible. All right, real quick, I'm not going to take too much more of your time because I know you're in high demand. And uh, thank you, Sean, for coming on the, yeah, on the show. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, what do you what do you feel like um, one piece of advice that you would give to an entrepreneur that's maybe struggling a little bit, starting out, and looking at a guy like you, going, "Wow." This guy did it and failed and did it and failed and did it and nailed it. What what kind of advice you got for the guy that's coming along behind you? Oh, I, I'm I'm not special. Um, I'm not I, I'm not amazing by any means. Um, I think that it, it's a product of continuing to find a way to push forward. You know, I think somebody once said something like, you know, you 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 haven't failed unless you quit. And mm -hmm. I, I hate. I hate weird, weird statements. I hate like you know positive <laughs> affirmation statements like that. But I think there's some truth in that. Um, there's always a way to, to continue forward, even if you have to take um, different detours and other things. I think the, the idea is that you need to see failure as an educational concept. It's it's educating you to the fact that you might be headed in the wrong direction, but not that you can't take it personally. It's not a personal failing, mm -hmm. and it's just about muscling forward in every possible way that you can find. And there's no scenario under which um, you you have to quit. Um, and I would say also, I mean, there's lots of advice, but I mean, I would sort of also think hard about how you structure your life and, and like, you know, are you living below your means? Um, you know, how have you set yourself up for success? You know, mm -hmm. what type of constraints do you have on your time? Um, you know, th those sorts of things. Cause I find that most of the people that I know who are probably, well, I would say actually in all reality are smarter than me, better than me. Um, probably even have have better ideas than me, could have been better entrepreneurs than me. If I ask why it is that I'm here and they're not, it's mostly because they created some systemic scenario in their life that was inescapable for them, that they had too many too many people uh, mm -hmm. calling for their time that they couldn't get rid of. They had too much money at, that they had spent. 
um, on things that were material and in the moment sound felt like really important, but fundamentally turned out to be just anchors around their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- those are the things that I think really kill people's stride way yeah. more than talent or anything else. Wow, that's some sage advice from a guy that's uh, that's made it. Is, is live within your means and just just don't quit, man. I I love that. Like, and it, it yeah, took I, I mean, it took you twenty years that, to become that, an overnight that, success, that, right? That TV back there is ten yeah. years old. Uh, <laughs> when it broke, we took it. We took it to some rando guy in some random neighborhood who was fixed fixed TVs in his in his garage, and it still works, and I love it. You know, and I, I show up every day in sweatshirts, and I love it. And you know, I mean, it's just about. You know, it's not don't spend anything on anything, but spend stuff on things that matter. I mean, I always have mm-hmm. top of the line computer equipment because I think of those as tools of my trade. But, yeah, you know, in all other, in all other places, I, 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 I'm i fairly cheap and I'm happy. I'm happy to be so. Yeah, I, I love the black hoodies. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my uniform <laughs> the uh, the whole time around. It saves me worrying about what to wear as well. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, it makes my life easier. It's just, it, does it have a high-level logo on it? Good, I'm ready to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got uh, Small Business Surgeon and, and Texas Media Foundry hoodies. That's pretty much all I wear um, around town. Yeah. But I, I've got uh, another question for you, Sean, um, and then I will let you go here in just a minute. Um, in your opinion... What's the best investment that an entrepreneur can make right now to carry them forward into 2023? Gosh, that's a really interesting question. I mean, it depends on where you are in your journey, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I would say that the the thing, that what, what I would try to do is look for things that remove friction. So for me, I always, again, I always used to like buy a, a, like the latest and greatest computer and, and and I I'm a Mac guy but it doesn't matter uh, mm-hmm. but I would, and I would do and I would because I constantly would and it's the weirdest thing I would talk to people like oh I have one I'm like oh that's cool and then I, like how old is it oh it's 5 years old it's like oh my god are you kidding me mm-hmm. um you have no idea how how much farther the world has come in that period and, and since I use one every day for everything the, the microseconds add up right the, mm-hmm. the 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 switching between windows the, yeah. those sorts of things so, Think about things that, and, it, and it, for everybody, it can be different. But find the thing that is slowing you down, and 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 even in tiniest of ways, just do the math on the repetitions. Find things that reduce friction in your in your time, and you'll I think accelerate out from that. And it could be lots of things. It could be you know it could be like you know somebody clean your house. Although I think if you need somebody to clean your house, maybe you just need a smaller house. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. find find friction reducers where, wherever you can when it comes to time because i think time is the thing that fundamentally is is you will find as you especially as you scale but in general is the thing you have the least of yeah um and it may feel like money but it's really time no you're dude absolutely right and like you haven't put a foot wrong in this interview everything you've said has been incredible advice and uh and man that's just uh... i hope i help somebody out there because i i've certainly been helped along the way by many smart people so well man it's been my absolute privilege to get to interview you today sean absolute pleasure to have you on uh before i let you go is there anything you'd like to add for the audience and is there anywhere that these guys can follow you or high level on uh, on social media what you're doing sure yeah i mean um i i would say youtube is kind of the place i like we've got a great youtube channel um okay. we put out a lot of I mean, I, i'm a i'm a feature guy i'm a product guy I'm, you know you can mm-hmm. you know I, i'm always to a man with a hammer every problem looks like a nail mine is definitely code and features so um and so we love and it's also nice because we interview a lot of really smart people in the marketing world and put all that content out for free so i think it's super valuable Mm -hmm. um so definitely check that out there um 
I mean, I think it's a great time to be an entrepreneur. Um, and I think that entrepreneurism will can, has has can, has grown significantly in the last several, several years, but it will only continue to grow. Um, so I think that as an entrepreneur, there's an amazing amount of opportunity out there. And I think there are things that you can do to really change your outcomes that are quite small, like, mm-hmm. you know, get back to leads in five minutes or less. Um, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. simple, small things that if you can do, I, I really think you'll see that there's there's a game game changing effect on your life. Um, it's it's not a it doesn't have to be big and profound and expensive. It can be it can be inexpensive um, and it can be small, but it can have amazing magnification effects. Dude, really well said, man. Uh, guys, go and check out Sean's socials. Go follow the YouTube channel and uh, really uh, go and look at GoHighLevel.com and take a look at what it is these guys do because uh, if you have a small business and you're looking for more leads and you're looking for a better way to engage and convert those leads, man, um, I've been poking around on this thing for days, Sean, and I can't find any holes in it, man. I think you guys are absolutely killing it. So really well done, man. Well done. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for coming on the show, my friend. I hope I get to see you again soon. Guys, that was Sean Clark at uh, GoHighLevel.com. Please go check out his CRM. And uh, as always, you can catch me later on this week for Friday Fire. All right. You guys be good. Stay safe. And that's this week's episode. We'll see you guys later. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.